you are now about to experience the Revive Effect. My name is Matt Celestio, entrepreneur and holistic health specialist. And if you're ready to start your health journey but don't know where to begin, you are in the right place. At Revive, we create better ways of living for our generation by changing the conversation around health. And each episode shows you exactly how to build health into your life. You'll unlock tactics to improve your sleep, nutrition, anxiety, self-talk, and mind. Break free from quick fix culture because it's time you learn to love your body and start to feel like the real you again. Welcome to The Revive Effect. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Matt Celestio here, and you are listening to another episode of The Revive Effect podcast. Thank you for spending some time with me today. I'm always excited to have another amazing guest on the episode, on the show, because today our topic is something that's really been resonating with a lot of people. And especially on social media, I've been asking a lot of what people wanted to hear, what people want to see. And the biggest thing that I took away from all the Instagram polls and the research and the conversations I've had with you, our audience, is motivation, consistency, and confidence. So I thought, why not put together an episode that is based on all three of these things and then have a guest on here that has been through the trials and the tribulations and has come out on the other side time and time again. So that's why this episode is titled Become Unshakably Consistent, Motivated, and Confident with Melina Mancini, my special guest today. She is a pro-level and international figure skater who has just gotten back from an incredible world tour She's insanely talented. I've seen some of the stuff that she's done on ice. It scares me. Like I told her on the show before and after we spoke, there's no way I would even have the confidence to do what she's doing and let alone perform it in front of thousands of people day after day. So if anyone has been through the ringer and understands how to come out on top, it's our guest today, Melina. So what can you expect diving in today? First of all, I want to say, yo, this is our 40th episode on the show. So this is a really cool milestone. We're almost about to hit 50. And what's really nice is I launched my first episode in November 2021. So we're almost coming up on the two year mark to tie this all beautifully together. So I'm really excited, grateful for that. And what about what a amazing episode to dive into and the topic to just bring this all together. So what can you expect in today's podcast? Of course, we're going to look at Melina's practices from her professional figure skating career that helped her build the level of discipline that she's at today. And we're going to dive in a little bit after how to deal with the self-doubt and negative self-talk around your journey and a deep dive into her personal experience with this. We'll look at why attaining your goals and staying consistent requires you to put yourself first. And I'm a firm believer in this, so I really resonated with this part of our conversation. We'll also get into how comparison culture and social media is impacting you negatively and every area of your life, not just your self-talk, your belief systems, every area of life. And we also tell you exactly how to go about shifting that belief system into something more positive, more abundant, more confident, and resilient. And of course, so much more. This is a really power-packed episode. And Melina was just here to, from a place of service, from a place of authenticity. And it's a very engaging episode, so I know you will get so much value out of it. Now, before we jump in, I want to ask you if you struggle with anything like anxiety, you struggle with self-talk, maybe you want to lose those last five pounds, you, maybe your sleep could be a little better, you want to know what the heck to eat and eat that with confidence and without guilt, I got really good news for you. 
in January 2024, my company Revive is launching our all-in-one lifestyle transformation video academy. And essentially, that is where I brought all of my incredible contacts within the health and well-being space, from psychotherapists to gut specialists to mindset coaches, and we are curating this exclusive video library of step-by-step programs that walk you through every single journey entirely online. From lifestyle, nutrition, mental health, movement, and sleep, the Revive Academy has exactly what you need to step into the best version of you. You can take the program step-by-step, all on your own pace, all privately, and it's entirely online, so you can tune in anywhere in the world. We have some incredible, incredible programs coming out with some incredible people that I know you'll find a lot of action and value from it. So wherever you're listening to this episode, take a look in the show notes and you can get on the wait list right now before we go live in January. And I will give you personal, personal insider pricing that will never happen again. I would love to see you inside the academy. We're going to have this huge community of people and I want you to be the first to experience it. So have a look. Click that over and I will see you in the academy. Anyways, without further ado, let's jump right into the nitty gritty. We're going to learn how to become unshakably motivated, consistent and confident with Melina Mancini. Let's dive in, folks. Let's go. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to The Revive Effect. I'm your host, Matt Celestio. Here, as always, we got an incredible guest, an incredible episode lined up, and I'm really excited to dive into it because we have Melina Mancini in the building. Melina, thank you for being here. How are you doing? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Now, do you have an intention for this episode, whether for our listeners, what we hope to bring to the table? Because it's all about staying motivated, consistent, and confident. Like, What's your intention today? What do you hope to bring? Um, I hope to inspire people. I think a lot of our journey, people lose track of goal setting and how to get there and to not worry about the external environment so much and focus on yourself and your own confidence. So Mm -hmm. I hope that's what I can share about today. No, we're going to dive right into that. Believe me. So as per our earlier convo, uh, you said you've been skating competitively since you were young, very young and attaining success in your career. It doesn't come without being unshakably consistent. So what are some practices that maybe through your training helped you develop this level of discipline to stay consistent? I think discipline comes from doing it on the days when you don't want to do it. Um, Being a young athlete, I don't think I experienced many days where the lack of motivation was there. I really wanted to go to the rink. I I was never had any pressure from my parents to show up. Um, But it was like, you know, if you missed a day, if you missed that five, six hours on the ice, guess what? Your competitor didn't. So I think that was just the mentality that I had, that if I wasn't disciplined and I wasn't consistent, if I wasn't showing up for myself, then nobody was going to do it for me. The work had to come from me. Um, And I think that's not something that I realized that I was doing. It just came naturally at that age. Yeah, yeah. So then how much of your journey, I guess, would be mental, right? Were there ever times where you didn't want to train and, you know, what did you do to overcome that? Was it mindset? Was it practices you did in your environment? What did that look like for you? Um, I think looking back now, I can realize that, like, at least 95% of my journey was mental. In the moment, I definitely wanted to rely solely on my physical capabilities, um, but I wasn't very mentally strong. You know, I had my days where 
I doubted myself. Um, I was very aware of my external environment. I always thought people were watching me and I couldn't handle that pressure, honestly. Yeah. No, I, you know what? I actually agree with that because growing up, I played hockey until like I couldn't, until I didn't get drafted politics. Um, <laughs> but just always in that spotlight, everybody's expecting you to perform. Everybody, you have to be perfect. You can't miss. You can't miss a jump, a landing, whatever it is. I can't miss a shot. So your body always had to be, again, perfect. So how did you handle that, I guess, kind of false expectation of perfectionism, especially in a sport where you're graded on being perfect? Right. Um, I, at the time, don't think I couldn't, if I wasn't perfect, then my whole day was ruined. And all my goals revolved around skating. So a lot of my mental health, what I was going through, like if I couldn't be perfect that day, then like that was, that was it. That was the end. And it wasn't until honestly I quit that profession, that um, like Olympic journey, if you want to say, and kind of headed more into the show route that I realized what I did to myself and the pressure that I put on myself because nobody else put it on me. It was solely things that I wanted to accomplish. And if I couldn't be perfect, then I kind of didn't want to do it at all. Um, so I think I wish I could explain more of what kind of flipped that switch in my head. I think it had a lot to do with my coach and just becoming mature and realizing with age that, you know, life isn't going to be perfect. And whether it's in a competitive sport or just life in general, not everything is straight uphill. Mm. You're going to go up and down, up and down. Um, For sure. So I'm curious, Melina, when you say that, that, that it started the expectations and the, the thoughts within your head, how much of that spread into other areas of your life? So not just skating, like let's say even relationships, let's say even school, uh, friendships. What did that look like? Did you find anything that happened to you? Yeah, for sure. I definitely was the type of person, you know, when people say, oh, don't bring your work home with you. For me, my work was definitely on the ice. And if I skated well that day, then I'd come home, smile on my face. Everything was great. Um, great time with the family. You know, if I didn't, like, I didn't really want to do much. I kind of wanted, I let myself sit in my own doubt and like that negative space. And really nobody around me could help me get out of it. It was... I dug myself in a pretty deep hole when it comes to that. And again, at the, I truly believe that you're the only person that can get yourself out of that and get yourself to see the light at the end of the tunnel. Um, but it definitely affects, and I think a lot of athletes can agree, definitely affects your day-to-day -day life, especially when all of your goals are surrounded in the sport. If it's like you have, you don't have much else outside of figure skating and figure skating had always been who I was. You know, people in high school, oh, she's a skater all my goals were revolved around skating. I always wanted to do well in school. That was something else on the side. But I think, again, that just comes from like the discipline that we talked about earlier. Yeah, you just bring it in too. Yeah. It's funny. because really, I feel like we're the exact same person in that because even something as small as releasing my first podcast and putting it out gets zero streams. I remember just sitting there being, I don't want to go to the gym. Yeah. I don't want to work on this anymore. I don't, I don't even want to watch TV. I just want to sit here and beat myself up. Yeah. And it's really difficult to get out of that. For me personally now, the thing that's helped me with that is detaching from whatever I put out. So I'll give you the perfect example working with a client, let's say. Before, I would beat myself up if a client didn't get results because of the information I provided. But this little mindset shift to say, you know what, I'm here as the educator and the person to guide them. Mm -hmm. It's now on them to also deliver that on their side. It's a symbiotic relationship. For sure. So just detaching yourself from whatever outcome you were hoping or expecting to get that really helps you step out of that and say, you know what? Either I screwed up or her, you know, things are going to go my way later mm -hmm. down the road. And let me just keep that in mind, right? Yeah. Being okay with failure. Mm -hmm. 
So Melina, you just finished an impressive world tour skating with Disney. Can you quickly tell us a little bit about that? I think it's really cool. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, my journey started when I was 19, dropped out of university and sent out an audition to Disney on Ice, heard back a couple days later, signed my contract and was off to Serbia by myself for the first time. Um, it was an incredible experience. I saw like over 20 countries, five continents, spent a night in the desert, got to see the pyramids with my friends, Christmas in the Netherlands, just like once in a lifetime experiences that I feel very grateful um, and privileged to have experienced. I also grew a lot. I gained a lot of confidence skating in front of that many people before. Small competitions here in Ontario were never like that. All of a sudden I had thousands of people in front of me and not only people, like little kids, just so excited to see this character that you're portraying. Um, so yeah, definitely outside my comfort zone, but very grateful for the experience. I learned a lot and I met a lot of friends that I'll have for years to come. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, I even remember when we were talking earlier, going through your Instagram, there's a post of you what, 100 feet up with, like, skates on, twirling around, one hand on the rope. I got to give you kudos. I thought that was kick-ass, and I would never do that. I would shit my pants. Um, but aside from all that great traveling you did, all those great experiences, and, again, being in that spotlight once in a lifetime, what were your day-to-days like in terms of rehearsing, in terms of training? Like, how do you stay fit and lean and active to do those shows? What did that back end look like for you? Right. There is where... I think I maybe lost track of who I was. Like I said before, my goals always revolved around skating. So now it was like skating was my job at this point. But doing a show, there's not many technical elements that you'd be working on anymore. It's like, what can you do best and what are you going to deliver consistently every single day? So it's not like I was going to the rink. I was training. I was learning new things. For me, I'm very much like I like to check something off. So... If I got there, I did a new jump, it was like something new for the day. I I accomplished something. When it came to shows, you're doing the exact same show. I think we did over 200 shows, and it's the exact same show every single time. Um, So that, for me, got very repetitive, and I didn't know what my goals were anymore. And like I said, I'm a big goal setter. So for there, that was hard for me. And then also just being surrounded by different people, coming from different lifestyles, a big believer that you are who you surround yourself with. So I found myself kind of becoming different versions of the people around me. And I don't think that was the best for me at the time. Hey, you guys enjoying the episode so far? I know Melina and I have had an incredible conversation so far, and we're going to dive into some more nitty-gritty details soon, but I wanted to ask you a quick question on this topic of confidence and motivation. Imagine into stepping into your true confidence and power. What would your life look like? What would your life look like if you were able to master those self-sabotaging behaviors? What would your life look like if you were unshakably confident in any scenario you were at? What if you were able to take massive action towards your goals consistently every single day. I want to invite you out to myself and Cody Dacke, my boy, our online motivation and confidence summit designed to give you the roadmap to build your confidence from scratch, harness it, and then use it to stay consistent, motivated, and driven for the life that you desire. The best part about this summit, it's entirely free and it's totally online, meaning you can tune in from anywhere in the world. It's one hour long, it's going to be happening on December 3rd, and we're going to cover things like what it takes to build unshakable confidence, 
motivation, consistency, myths and mistakes, psychology back tactics for consistency, the ultimate framework for magnetic confidence, and so much more. Again, no credit card required. Me and Cody just love providing value and talking about things like this, and we love bringing together a community. It's only been seven days since we started promoting this, and we already have 25 people on the wait list. So I don't want you to miss out. I want you to step into your true power. I want you to step into your true confidence, and I want you to learn from people who are doing it already, which is me and Cody, and we want to serve you. That's all we want to do. So I'm going to link in the show notes where you can go to register for this event. All we need is your email so we can tell you the details and when to show up and we'll keep you updated moving forward. So look into the show notes wherever you're listening to this too. Click that link and tell me where to send your invite. Can't wait to see you at the summit. But for now, let's get back to the episode with myself and Melina. Okay, let's keep this conversation moving. I believe a lot of the time people can't stay consistent and driven for themselves because they get caught up in the busyness of life. And that's something you've experienced firsthand. Again, we all have. We just spoke about that. So I want to know, what are your personal things that you did to stay grounded and centered and aligned with yourself and your goals in the middle of that tour? Right. So I think if you set these goals for yourself, like you have to be realistic And I've always been fairly realistic with myself. You know, I knew when it was time to, like, call it quits on the competitive skating. Um, So if you're going to set these goals, like, truly think about how you're going to accomplish them. It's one to set a goal and hope for the best. People do that New Year's Day Mm -hmm. all the time. Going to lose 10 pounds, going to do this. And then, you know, you stick for a couple months, and then all of a sudden you're back to your same self. Um, I think people don't realize how much change comes from setting a goal that you truly want to accomplish. It has to do with your environment. Again, the people you're around. If you set a goal to go to the gym, but you're not making time for your schedule, you don't want to wake up earlier, you don't want to stay up later to hit that goal, then nothing is going to change. So I think that was kind of what it was for me. Again, I'm very much, I like to check things off with a box. So even if it's something as simple as making your bed in the morning, like for me mentally, that's one thing that I accomplished in the day. You know, waking up, making your bed, journaling. I love writing only for myself, you know, mm-hmm. to kind of get those thoughts from in my mind on a piece of paper really helps me. And again, I think like the self-talk. I was in a bad spot competitive, competitively um, with like the negative self-talk. So I think learning how to talk to yourself not only other people were nicer, um, goes a long way. Yeah, yeah. We're going to jump into self-talk. So put a pin in that. Okay. Uh, that's going down uh, later on. So then how much do you believe consistency has to do with putting yourself first? Again, you're setting these goals. You're setting these boundaries. When does Melina come first? When does our listener come first? What do you think that has to do with consistency? I think if you can't show up for yourself, you can't show up for other people. Same with like can't give from a glass that's half empty, that whole um, quote, whatever you want to call it. So I don't like when people say, oh, like you're putting yourself first, like you're being selfish. Like I'm not telling you to never do anything for anybody in your life, but it comes to a point where if you need to cut off certain friends, you know, if they want to go drinking that night, but you're trying to lose that weight or you're trying to hit the gym, like there comes to a certain point where it's either going to be like the people around you support that and they're going to encourage you to maybe skip out on this night, or they're going to be upset at you for that. Putting yourself first just means 
you've come to terms that your goal is more important than what other people think of you. And that's also something that I had to realize. You know, you're going to have maybe feel a little bit of FOMO here and there, going to miss out on certain things. But when you wake up tomorrow morning, are you going to be proud of yourself? Yeah, well, that's even like what you said with your high school, right? Because you were always out figure skating, training early in the morning. Like you missed parties, I'm assuming. You missed, did you miss anything like in high school that were milestones like prom or even HOKO or not HOKO, that's uni. What's the other one? Uh, semi-formal, things like that. Is that what you're talking about, FOMO missing out for you personally? Um, I, d- I got to go to prom, which was fun. Um, I don't know that I experienced it to the full extent that other people like to experience prom, but I think that's also realizing what you want out of an experience. For me, prom was being with my friends, being in a dress that I liked, taking pictures, being in the moment. Other people take it certain different ways. What is important and what isn't? Again, if you miss out on something, was it for a good reason? So for me, I never felt like I was truly missing out on going to parties. I knew that there was going to be a time in my life where if I wanted to go and party with my friends, it would come. But right now, my skating was more important. You know, I had set goals with my coach, with my parents. I also didn't want to let people down. So that was just a moment in time where I was okay with sacrificing certain things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, I agree with you fully and completely because one thing I've said uh, multiple times on the show, even on my personal health journey, is don't let others make decisions for the consequences you have to deal with. And that's exactly what you're saying. If you're going to wake up with yourself proud of what you've done or proud of what you're able to do, rather than just, you know, drink the night away, nothing wrong with that, mm-hmm. but putting yourself first and understand that your consequences are from your actions and stay aligned with you. So I really, I really do like that. So then as you started out in your career to where you are now, were there any ever moments of self-doubt in your abilities, your talent, yourself? I know you said it earlier, but can you break it down for us on a, maybe something specific? For sure. There were definitely moments in my skating career competitively where I didn't think I could do it anymore. I was like, there's no way people around me were calling me a head case. Um, they said I could do it like I had so much talent and I was a waste of talent because physically I was fully capable of doing what I needed to do and what I needed to put out there. But I'd let everybody around me and my surroundings put pressure on that even though nobody was like I look back and my parents were always super supportive never told me that if I didn't do this or this that I couldn't skate anymore my coach was always there for me I wish I listened more to the advice that he had to give me or that he gave me in that time Um, but I just again with age I was young and a bit hard-headed I wanted to do things my own way and that was not the best way so again i was way too much focused on the people around me, my competitors. When you kind of take a step back and realize that nobody cares about you, um, I think that was very eye-opening. Um, everybody's so wrapped up in what they're doing that nobody cares about you. And I think that's kind of what flipped the switch in my head, that you know you can go do these things. And if people do care, it's mostly them just projecting their insecurities onto you so even when I had dropped out of university I was like oh what are people going to say I'm not in school anymore but it was like again if people do have something to say it's maybe because they wish they had the guts to do it too so just kind of shifting that mindset but yes for sure definitely had my moments of self-doubt yeah so then even I it sounds like it's mostly coming from people's projections onto you and that's what's going to affect your self-doubt were there any instances where you actually saw that affect your actions, like uh, inability to show up, inability to 
do anything that you wanted to do for the uh, road ahead of you? In my skating career, definitely on like competition to competition, it was a mental battle. Like if I had set a goal, I was honestly too afraid to even tell people my goal goals at that point because I was like, I don't want to put a goal out there and then let people down or almost know that I was setting a goal that I wasn't going to achieve, which is so messed up to say because now I know that your mind sets everything. Like that whole study where they gave, like they give cancer patients like a, like the placebo effect, they give them a sugar pill, tell it's, they're going to cure the cancer, and it does. Like to realize now like how much I was putting myself down and letting what other people thought of me in that moment like make me scared to chase my goals it makes me kind of sad to like look back I wish I could go back with the mentality that I have now and just realize that if I'm going to do something I'm going to do it for myself um yeah that's a reoccurring thing that we've spoken about too if you're going to do something do it for yourself don't worry about anybody's externalities whatever they're going to say to do this you know Melina okay I really enjoy that so as you got older, I remember you saying that you started comparing yourself to other skaters around you. And again, this is probably on your Disney tour, am I correct? Mm-hmm. So can you tell us about what that experience looked like for you, internally, externally? That portion of my life had a lot to do with body image and not to put down anything. Um, Disney definitely keeps track of your weight on tour, um, which is something, again, you know, I'm thrown into a different lifestyle where every decision is my decision, what I'm going to eat, if I'm going to drink, if I'm going to go to the gym. Everything around me was different. Um, I was skating with girls around the world, all different body types. So you just get to the point where you're like, I should look a certain way, and I don't. And that triggers things in your head that I had never experienced competitively skating. I was always eating super healthy, in the gym, working out. I never thought of myself as big, but then all of a sudden, you know, you, you get to tour and things are different. You're surrounded. You, I was going through puberty. I hit obviously very late um, being a competitive athlete. So a lot of my life was changing and my body was also changing. So that was a different or difficult spot for me to be in. Yeah, it's just the whole, whole mix getting thrown right at mm-hmm. you. And again, you're by yourself on this tour as well. So even let's add to that one more. You're, the company that you're with wants you to be a certain way. Society wants you to be a certain way. Men and women both have to have to live up to these unrealistic standards. And especially on stage in the spotlight, you probably felt that more than anyone. And like we just spoke about with comparison, this is where we let's bring back that self-talk now. How did you keep your internal dialogue positive and loving in the heights of all this? And even how do you do that presently today? Is it different? What does that look like? It's a journey. I think a lot of days, myself included, people just want instant gratification or they want to do something and they instantly want to see the outcome. So I think that's where I kind of fell in love with the gym again. And it gave me, the gym gave me goals that I could set that weren't involved with skating anymore. It's kind of why I fell in love with like weight training too. You know, you could go to the gym. If I could squat five more than I could do last week, like that was something again that I could check off that I did. It wasn't involved with skating. And a lot of the girls that I skated with didn't really like the gym in that way. So it was something that I felt like was just for me. And I was doing it because it made me happy because I was accomplishing for something for the day. So. so you almost separated yourself from the environment that was, again, maybe dragging you down. Yeah. Is that what I'm hearing you say? Yeah, and not that, like, I loved to skate. It was just everything in the environment that I was letting affect that for no reason. You know what? I'm going to add to this for you. 
For me personally, again, self-talk, I think everybody struggles with it. And if you aren't, please give me a call because I want to know how you're doing that. But one thing that I've personally done over the years is literally have a conversation with myself. So let's say I did something out in public, super cringe, whatever, it's 2008, you're thinking about that cringe thing. I go, let's backtrack here and let's talk about this as if I was going to give advice to my past self. Right. Say, hey, man, don't worry about that. You know, shit happens. That's cool. Oh, what about this? And then I now go back and say, you know what? People do this all the time. You're not the only one. And just having that, that generous, soft-spoken talk with yourself, whether that's masculine or not, I think that's what everybody needs. And just do that in a way where it's private, it's to you, whether it's journaling, like you said yeah. as well. And just let yourself soak it in and then work through it in your own way, right? For sure, yeah. So then let's, let's, keep, it, let's keep the conversation rolling. I believe a lot of motivation, discipline, and consistency, it comes from confidence in yourself and your abilities. Now, living in our social media age, it can be very easy for our confidence to get broken down by fake and unrealistic uh, standards in the digital world. But you look at this from a different perspective. And when we were speaking earlier, you said you don't use influencers or models for inspiration. You use yourself for inspiration. And you've said this earlier today. You should be doing things for yourself rather than doing what your social feed tells you you should be doing. So what do you mean by this? How are you using yourself for inspiration? I think from a young age... Like I take like take Instagram. I've always loved posting photos on Instagram. I think my mom let me have my first account when I was in grade seven, um, and from there, like it was just about sharing my life and what I wanted to share and what I wanted to put out there. Obviously, as you get older, that changes. You start following more people, seeing more people. Like I said, you start comparing yourself. Um, now I finally reached a spot where. I just still genuinely love to share content and yeah okay obviously you look at likes you look at comments but I don't post something hoping for a certain outcome I guess if your job is social media that's going to be a little bit different but for the average person um, you know I post something and if it gets 700 likes cool if it gets 10,000 great Um, I posted it because I like the photo Um, and when I'm scrolling through my feed I don't ever have a moment where I'm like, oh, I wish I was her or I wish I was doing that. Obviously, people live different lifestyles. And I think I have this sort of mentality because I did live such a crazy life, what it feels like with Disney on Ice. I've, like I said, 20 countries is insane for 23 years old. Um, but I know how much I struggled mentally through that journey, and that wasn't portrayed on social media, right? So looking at a girl that I think she has an amazing body, I don't know what it took her to get there. I don't know what she went through to get there. Um, But I know who I am. And I know that if I want to look similar to that, it's going to be a journey for me. And I have to fall in love with that journey. So like I said, if that means falling in love with the gym again, if that means taking care of your body and eating the right things, um, I just think that you're only yourself. So yeah, you can use other people for inspiration. But people always ask me all the time, like, who's your inspo and I'm like I couldn't give you one name you're the inspiration (laughs) right there wow so okay so even when you said earlier about this whole thing if you're lifting five pounds more than you did last week that's a great concrete example of you not comparing to anyone else but yourself Mm -hmm. now me I do this all the time I'm looking in the gym in the morning and sometimes I'm like (laughs) oh I'm looking a little bit big today and then I see this other guy monstrosity come out beside me and lift 45 pounds more than me and in my head, I go, oh, I'm just going to go home now. I don't feel that, that strength, that confidence that I did before. So even in the heights of that for you, 
you're in the gym around so many other people. People are training all around you. How do you not get swayed by somebody outperforming you or maybe doing something that, quote unquote, is better than what you think you're doing right now? I think there's times in life where it's okay to just put on the blinders and just focus on yourself. Like I've been saying, um, when I go to the gym, I honestly don't really realize the people around me. I don't know if that's bad to say. (laughs) Um, But, you know, you're doing your workout. You're focused on your sets. I'm looking at myself in the mirror. I'm looking at my form. If the girl beside me happens to be lifting 20 more pounds than me, hey, good for her. Maybe she's been in the gym three more years than me. I don't know. She could have started yesterday. But either way, good for her. And I think maybe people, like, obviously you always want the best for yourself. But, like, you can take a step back and be happy for somebody else. I think that's also a big part of life, too. And, yeah, put yourself first. But that doesn't mean appreciate the people around you and have respect for some how hard somebody else is training. So, again, you don't know everybody's story and... Again, especially on social media, people you're following. Yeah. You know what? You, you're jogging my memory right now. One piece of advice that somebody told me a while back, especially in this comparison narrative, if you see somebody outperforming you, whether it's business, they got a better body, they're smarter, they're making more money. He goes, don't, don't just let that hit you. He goes, go ask them how they did it. Mm-hmm. If they're benching three times much as you, they're probably doing something different. This is a learning opportunity for you to not get so succumbed to your self-talk, through your insecurities. Go out there, make a connection, learn something new, and then put that into action now. Exactly. What do you you think about that? Yeah, I think we just look at everything as a negative experience. Oh, she can lift more than me. Like, that's, like, I suck. Mm -hmm. Like, like you just said, how about you just go ask her what she's doing, how long she's been training, if she has any advice for you. People, like, if somebody's doing something or succeeding more than you, they're probably doing more than you. Yeah, and then just help them tap into that for you as well. And usually people are very nice about that. They'd be very excited to talk about themselves, right? Now, it sounds to me like you're very mindful in your digital environment and that you engage with. So to me, it's equally and if not more important to be mindful in the environment and the people you surround yourself in with reality. We talked about this earlier, but let's dive into it a little deeper right now. So has there ever been a time where you were in an environment that didn't support you? Uh, maybe let's say aside from Disney, aside from your tour, when you were younger, whether it's now, without giving too much information, <laughs> naming the people listening, maybe. As bad as it sounds, university just wasn't serving me. I was getting an education, which obviously was the pro. The con was that I just wanted to skate, and I knew I worked my entire life. I finally had a better mentality towards the sport, and I knew I wasn't done, and I did, didn't accomplish what I wanted to accomplish in that sport. So I felt like, you know, I'm 19 years old. I'm going to look back and wish I had done more. And for me, I wasn't okay with sitting in that and feeling like I was going to have guilt about giving up on myself and the journey too quickly. Um, So for me, I outweighed the pros and cons. I realized school will always be there, literally anytime. I can go back when I'm 40. Um, And that was enough for me to want to try something new. I would still be outside my comfort zone, um, but for me, like, that was what was worth it. Yeah, and that even goes back to what we talked about originally. Everybody wants you to go to school, but check in with yourself. What is it you really want? And exactly. go from there. And yeah. you made that decision. Much respect to you. <laughs> and that's a scary thing to do, especially Thanks. at a young age. Yeah. Anyways, Melina, this has been an exceptional conversation. Thank you for coming on the show. Where can listeners connect with you afterwards to just get in touch, keep up with your content? Where would that be? Uh, my Instagram. DMs are always open. Um, I love to talk about myself too, obviously, and hear what 
other people are struggling struggling with. So definitely here. <laughs> we'll link that in the show notes wherever you are listening to this ladies and gentlemen so have a look over to melina's stuff she's a bundle of joy she's got some <laughs> great energy so connect with her and again thank you for tuning in to the revive effect podcast we will see you on the next episode